Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Reverend Steve Kramer, and his message, Truths to Live By, Blessed Are the Peacemakers. Would you consider yourself a peacemaker? As we continue with our Truths to Live By sermon series on the Beatitudes of Jesus, we're going to take a look at what it means to be a peacemaker in today's world. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. God of grace and glory, we praise you and thank you for the peace and the love that you have given us through your Son, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. As we worship you today, reveal to us your will and your ways, so that we may walk with you. Amen. Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1, 2, and 10. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God.
I attended a Minnesota Twins baseball game in Minneapolis last month. The Twins were playing the Baltimore Orioles. I was surprised at how many Oriole fans were actually in the stands. They distinguished themselves, of course, with orange Oriole jerseys and Oriole baseball caps, but they were also quick to jump to their feet when the Orioles did something well on the field. They really cheered them on. Their behavior was distinguishing them from the hometown fans who just sat there. The Beatitudes of Jesus give the distinguishing marks of kingdom of God citizens. They're poor in spirit. They mourn over their sin. They're merciful, hunger for righteousness, pure in heart. And today we're reminded that one of the distinguishing marks of a follower of Christ is peace. If he or she is in Christ, a, a person has peace with God. The gospel is all about God making peace with a sinful, estranged world through the cross of Jesus. God's grace and forgiveness gives us peace with God. Trusting in Jesus, believers are no longer enemies of God, but reconciled sons and daughters of God. They also have then the peace of God within them because God is with them, comforting, strengthening, and relieving their troubled and anxious minds and hearts as they turn to him in prayer. We're promised that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Along with that, God's word tells us that peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit working in someone's heart. It's the evidence that the Holy Spirit has taken up residence Within the Spirit assures a person that nothing they can do can make God stop loving them or nothing can separate them from the love of God or he is with them and for them and faithful and in charge of this whole world. And that brings peace within as they face the various ups and downs of life. Well, today, Jesus teaches us that citizens of his kingdom who have re received his peace not only have God's peace at work in their lives, but they are also peacemakers. They are members of God's peace corps, so to speak. Listen to the words again. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. We need to again remember that blessed means a state of well-being in one's relationship to God, standing approved before him, enjoying the fullness and blessing of a relationship with him. Blessedness is better than any happiness the world can offer. And Jesus says, blessed by God are the peacemakers. And what does that mean then, to be a peacemaker? Well, first of all, here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean being an appeaser, a person who is overly easygoing and willing to have and keep peace at any price or put up with anything in order to avoid rocking the boat. That's not peacemaking. That's being an appeaser. Uh, peacemaking is not passive, but active. And it's not just about passing of the peace at a worship service, which is fine, or, or raising two fingers in the air as a sign of peace. No, no, uh, peacemaking is about striving to make and maintain peace in relationships. Peacemakers go out of their way to make peace with others and for others. The word peace is about harmonious relationships, reconciliation, uh, restored calm and serenity all of which God intended everyone to have when he first created this world. He created us to have peace with him and with one another and with ourselves. Uh, the Hebrew word for peace is actually shalom, which is a, means well-being and wholeness, which comes from God. 
And that's something that's in short supply in this world of ours and badly needed as we observe the unpeaceful things taking place in our world and in people's unsettled and turbulent lives. So kingdom of God peacemakers are people who, having received God's peace in their own lives, now seek to bring his peace into the world. They are committed to being instruments of God's peace. First, in the lives of non-believers, those who don't have a relationship with Christ yet. They're far from God because of their sin. They don't have peace with God, and they're in need of his forgiveness and salvation. Peace of God can, with God can occur in a non-believer when the gospel gets shared with them and they come to faith in Christ. The good news of the gospel, as we said, is that sinners don't have to do anything to earn peace with God. It's impossible, but that peace has been made at the cross. God has signed a peace treaty with the blood of his Son, and peacemakers make every effort to get that good news of peace with God out to those who need it. So they can be reconciled to God and have peace with God. And the Holy Spirit works through the one announcing the good news to kindle faith in the hearer. Therefore, this teller of the gospel has been a peacemaking instrument used by God to bring peace with him into someone else's life. Second, kingdom of God citizens are instruments of peace in the church with brothers and sisters in Christ. Here's how that can happen. By bringing the word of God with its divine promises and wisdom and assurance to brothers and sisters in Christ when their life is difficult. It supports them. It can create peace-filled hearts. And, or by serving one another and showing love and support to one another can result in fellows, fellow, uh, fellow believers having the peace of God knowing that they're not alone and that they're loved by God, and they have the fellowship of the Christian community by reconciling with others in the church as well. It's another peacemaking activity. Jesus said later on in his Sermon on the Mount, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift at the altar and go. And be reconciled first to your sister or brother, and then come, and you can offer your gift. In other words, settle things with an estranged brother or sister in Christ before coming to church. Go and make peace with them. And Jesus said also, if a brother or sister does something wrong against you, you go to them and tell them of the wrong to bring about their repentance and your forgiveness of them, which brings reconciliation, peace between the two of you. Peace in the church is made and maintained by stepping in sometimes and helping quarreling brothers and sisters in Christ to be reconciled with one another in order to avoid the damage this in-house fighting can do to the fellowship and mission of the church. That's why the Apostle Paul instructed the Colossian and Ephesian congregations to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and strive for unity. Be completely humble and gentle and be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Third kingdom of God citizens are instruments of peace in their homes, striving for peace in their marriages and with their kids. God in his word tells Christian spouses, God has called you to peace, to make peace. The Christian believer can make that happen with the help of the Holy Spirit through sacrificial love and serving and reconciliation and forgiveness of the other. Finally, the kingdom of God's citizen is an instrument of God's peace 
out in the world that is so full of conflict and hurt. First, towards those who reject the Christian faith and, and there might even be hostile towards you. Jesus knew that conflict over him would be a result of his coming between family members and friends and neighbors. Non-believers could feel threatened and be dismissive and hostile and confrontational over this uh, Christian faith. And Jesus says, be at peace, make peace. He instructs his disciples to act actively love them and pray for those who show enmity towards them by serving them, to pray to God for their salvation and their well-being. Peacemakers are called to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger with everyone. And to reach out in Christian love towards those who are hurting and lacking peace in their lives. There are so many in the world who live with violence and misery and brokenness and loneliness and desperation. Peacemakers are to approach them with the love of Christ and serve and provide and feed, befriend, encourage, teach, and train them as representatives of the Prince of Peace. And finally, peacemakers in the world are bridge builders between people who might be upset or angry with one another, who don't understand each other, who have prejudices against each other. I read this story recently written by a young lady. She writes, this past summer, a friend of mine named Greg put together a mini high school reunion when, we, when he went back to Indiana to visit his parents. He hadn't seen many of his classmates in over 17 years, needless to say. They had a riot reliving their glory days and finding out what was currently going on in everyone's life. But as the night was winding down, Greg noticed that his friend Debbie was getting teary-eyed and he couldn't help but ask what was going on. Through tears, she said, it's sad that there are some things you just can't forget. Certain that something spiritual was going on, Greg pressed Debbie about what she meant. She finally told him, in the second grade, 17 years ago, a, a girl named Karen had started the Debbie Haters Club. Debbie had never gotten over the pain of that, and she had never forgiven Karen. Uh, knowing that Karen was at the reunion that night, Greg told Debbie she should talk to her. Debbie refused, but Greg insisted. In fact, Greg ended up orchestrating the effort toward reconciliation. When Karen was collecting her coat to leave the party, Greg pulled her aside into a separate room and asked her to wait for him to return, and then he went and got Debbie. And when both women were together in the room, Greg stepped out of the room and stood guard outside the door. He couldn't hear a word that passed between them, but he didn't need to. As they both left, he could see the freedom on their faces, a freedom that only comes with reconciliation. Now, peacemaking can oftentimes be a difficult, risky, uh, challenging, and thankless task. It's true. But it's a blessed task, according to Jesus. Listen to his promise to his peacemaking disciples. They shall be called sons and daughters of God. It's a pronouncement, isn't it? Sons of God, daughters of God. It's like our God, our Heavenly Father says proudly, uh, like a father says looking out on a ball field, that's my kid, he or she's a chip off the old block. This pronouncement is about character a quality of character. Dr. Hedden Robinson explains, 
the Hebrew language doesn't have many adjectives, so one of the ways they devised adjectives was to talk about the son of something. Barnabas was called the son of encouragement. Judas was called the son of perdition. Barnabas was consoling. Judas was doomed. In English, when we call someone a son of a gun, we are talking about the parent. We imply, of course, that the child is explosive and loud as his mother or father. He or she is displaying parental characteristics. Likewise, peacemakers display God's character. Whenever we make peace by bringing people into a new relationship with God or by bringing two people together, we look a lot like God. It's this family resemblance that marks us out as the sons of God. It also marks us out as sons and daughters of God uh, as others see our good works of peacemaking and give glory. they wind up giving glory to our Heavenly Father because our peacemaking opens them up to the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Chuck Swindoll wrote a, a nice story in his book, Improving Your Serve, about being that kind of peacemaker. Uh, and here's a story about a peacemaker in his life. Here's, here it is. Uh, a man, uh, he writes, I have admired for two decades the man who taught me Hebrew in seminary years ago as Dr. Bruce Waltke. He's not only a highly respected Semitic scholar par excellence, he is a gracious servant of the Lord. And in my opinion, he's one of the finest examples of being a peacemaker in the family of God. A number of years ago, Dr. Waltke, another pastor, a graduate student, and I toured the mother church of the First Church of Christ Scientist in downtown Boston. The four of us were completely anonymous to the elderly lady who smiled as we entered, and she had no idea she was meeting four evangelical ministers, and we chose not to identify ourselves, at least at first. She showed us several interesting things on the main floor. When we got to the multiple manual pipe organ, she began to talk about the Christian scientist doctrine and especially their belief about no judgment in the life beyond. Dr. Waltke waited for just the right moment and casually asked, but ma'am, doesn't it say somewhere in the Bible it's appointed unto a man once to die and after that the judgment? He could have quoted that passage to her in Greek, but he was gracious and tactful with her. I must confess, I stood back thinking, go for it, Bruce, now we've got her where we want her. The lady, without a pause, said simply, would you like to see the second floor? You know what Dr. Waltke said? We surely would, thank you. She smiled, somewhat relieved, and started to lead us up a flight of stairs. I couldn't believe it. All I could think of was, no, don't let her get away with that. Make her answer your question. As I was wrestling within, I pulled on the scholar's arm and said in a low voice, hey, why didn't you nail the lady? Why didn't you press the point and not let her get away until she answered? Quietly and calmly, he put his hand on my shoulder and whispered, but Chuck, that wouldn't have been fair. That wouldn't have been very loving either, now would it? Wham! The quiet rebuke left me reeling. I'll never forget that moment. And to complete the story, you'll be interested to know that in less than tw 20 minutes, he was sitting with the woman alone, tenderly, carefully speaking with her about the Lord Jesus. She sat in rapt attention. He, the gracious peacemaker, had won a hearing. And I, the scalp snatcher, had learned an unforgettable lesson. Do you know what she saw in my friend? Swindoll asked. A living representative of one of God's sons. 
exactly as Jesus promised in the Beatitude, they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God, daughters of God. I want to close this message with a prayer that St. Francis wrote for peacemakers. Let's bow our heads and make it our prayer today. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, it is in dying to ourselves that we are born to eternal life. And all God's people say, Amen. Receive this benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you. And give you peace. And give you peace. And give you peace. The Lord make his face to shine
Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. In fact, here are some excerpts from those interviews. Here's Ron Gruber, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer. When I grabbed that thing and after I, I got myself psyched to a point, and I mean I cracked that hammer back and put it against my head and I I heard it just like you and me are talking, don't kill yourself with that gun. You kill yourself with me. This is Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's one, that's, and you don't like God to humble you, and I've been there. It's not fun. I'd rather do it myself. And here's Michael W.'s fellow Christian artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And mm. I feel like when people say, man, your music has encouraged me in my faith journey, it always just reminds me, again, of how God can use just about anything. You know, he can use Amen. a hillbilly from Kentucky. And here's former Hawkeye and current NFL player Ike Butker. I just remember running routes. Me and this this one other kid are running routes. I don't like to talk great about myself, but I destroyed anybody that they put up against me. <laughs> <laughs> I, dro- I didn't drop a single pass. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.